0: Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m. Wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m. Grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m. Book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. See how to elevate your experiences at AmericanExpress.com/slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkouts not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply.
1: Welcome into another edition of the Hang Time Podcast. Seku Smith here in Atlanta. My main man, John Schumann, snowed in in New Jersey. John Hartzell behind the glass making it all work. Another wild and crazy weekend around the NBA shoe. You spent part of it, I'm assuming, still at, at the Sloan Conference in Boston. How was Sloan this year? I
2: saw some headlines come out of there. How was it? Uh, it was interesting. I think the. Um sort of NBA attendance of the sort of higher-ups in the NBA has, has has waned a little bit in the last few years. There weren't too many sort of top of, you know, heads of basketball operations there. You know, Daryl Morey, obviously. Wait a minute, did Mark Cuban show up? No, Mark Cuban was not. But he's a man of his word. He said in Charlotte he wasn't going. <laughs> uh, Bob Byers was on, a, was on a panel and, and or a couple of panels, and uh, had some interesting things to say on the basketball panel. Mm-hmm. One of the more interesting ones was the sort of Celtics-Lakers panel that they had where Jeannie Buss railed against the media for being, let's say, in her mind, inaccurate about trade discussions prior to the deadline. Fake news. news. Yeah. But also uh, it was interesting to hear – Wick Grossbeck of the Celtics also sort of put his team's struggles uh, in context, and you know wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't afraid to you know say that you know they're struggling, and he basically said that you know their team has the ability to get to the finals, but also to lose in the first round. So. That was good stuff. I also like there was a, pan, uh, Monty McCutcheon did a talk on uh, sort mm-hmm. of referee analytics. And it was interesting for to hear him talk about how they used to just be completely worried about play calling and play calling only, basically. He said 95% mm-hmm. of what we were worried about was play calling, but now they sort of tracking more of sort of referee behavior, not only, you know, just sort of the way they uh react to players the way the confidence with with which they make calls and also the way they react with each, with interact with each other so he gave one example where one ref makes a call but isn't aware that the team is in the bonus and instead, instead of the other one sort of showing him up and you know blowing his whistle and say hey we're in the bonus he sort of you know walks by and whispers to the guy hey we're in the bonus like they want that kind of Sort of teamwork, I guess, in in the thing. Mm. So I, they 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 started building this sort of database of referee reports and stuff like that. Isn't graded like you don't get a demerit or anything like that. But they just have sort of a, da- a da- database of uh, sort of positive and negative comments that they they keep with with each official. Which I thought was I thought was interesting just to hear him talk about them trying to quantify more or less uh, how the refs are performing, not only in regard to just making right or wrong calls was attendance up is it down is it steady like where is attendance overall at now it was packed you know like and there's okay. all these it's it you know but the attendance is mostly students um yeah but you know as always there's there's people from representing every nba team there basically i mean every nba team you know has a save maybe the lakers has a pretty robust uh, analytics department we saw our, what are you talking friend, about? The Lakers don't. Our, the Lakers don't have a robust. Uh, mm, not, not that I can. Mm. Not that I know of. You know, if they do, it's it's a uh, it's top secret. <laughs> Ran into our our friend Brent Barry there uh, representing the Spurs these days. Yes. Yes. So uh it's good to see him. Mm. But you know, obviously, uh, he's no longer talking on the record. So uh, that's it.
1: <laughs> Interesting. Well, good to know Brit's doing well. Good to know that that sloan is alive and well. Shoe, did you shovel yet? By the way,
2: no. I, you know what? My my eleven uh, year old went out and shoveled the driveway, and I'm gonna have to. I owe her like some money and like a, a shake when I go out and get lunch after we. Uh, we finish it.
1: <laughs> nice. Put the kids to work. Less than six weeks, shoe, until the NBA postseason kicks off. Standings are tight in the West from 3 to 8 in the east from 6 on down you know it's it's kind of who's going to finish it and claim those spots the top 5 of your week 21 power rankings are out on nba.com the usual suspects i would say bucks warriors raptors nuggets blazers in that top 5 the utah jazz however interesting week for them shoot and and they are the team of the week i'm i'm super impressed and they are finally starting to make you and all the other jazz fanboys from this offseason <laughs> look really
2: good. It's um, just a matter of the schedule turning in their direction. You think I mean you think it's as simple as that? For the most part, yeah. I think also Donovan Mitchell, you know, sort of getting through his his early season struggles and and obviously mm-hmm. having some some big games of late, including a career high forty six against the Bucks on Saturday, I believe it was. Yeah. I mean they they had a great mm-hmm. week. You know, it was kind of a week of parity. Twenty-eight of the thirty teams lost a game last week, and twenty-nine of the thirty uh, won a game. So, and some of the teams in our in last week's top five uh, lost multiple games. The, the the Thunder lost three games. Denver lost two. Golden State lost two. But yeah, it was a great week for Utah. They they won. They beat the Clippers, and then won at Denver on the second game of a back to back, and then came back home and beat the Bucks. So they are climbing. They are still in sixth. In the West, but within a shot, within they have a, certainly have a chance with again an, an easy schedule going forward of getting a top four spot. That's a great, yeah. that's a kind of a fun race right now between Oklahoma City, who's uh, struggled a little bit with Paul George out, and then Portland, Houston, and Utah. And four, five, six are all three of those teams are arguably, arguably playing the best their best basketball of the season. Yeah. Portland uh, five and one on their road trip so far, despite their half hour in the Boston elevator. Uh, <laughs> the Rockets with a five game winning streak, and the Jazz, like we said, you know, having a, a really impressive week with wins over the, the the Nuggets and and Bucks. Yeah, so that's a little fun, little race to see who can claim the the last two sort of uh, top four spots in the West between those four teams. I remember the run the Jazz went on late last season. And, you know, you
1: think how difficult it is to win games in this league, you know, and for them to go on a, what, a 28-6 and run last year. And now they're 18-6 and over their last 24 games this season. How do you figure a team summons the kind of energy you need to do that? I mean, this is not an easy league to reel off wins like that unless you're a, you know, on on pace for some 60-win season. They're not – it's not like they're winning 60 games, but they're getting on the horse and riding so hard late. I don't know if that's strategic. I don't know if that's just, like you said, a product of the schedule. It really
2: is scheduled. I mean, they had some some brutal stretches in the first half of the season. I remember one three-week stretch where they were basically on the road the whole time with playing some tougher opponents. It really is, like, with this team, I think it really is just schedule, like, and, and each of the last two years, they've had a, a rough, much tougher first half of this uh, of the season than they had a second half. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if, if if you prefer to if, – if that's the best way to go about it, have the tougher schedule uh, early on and the easier schedule going uh, going forward. Maybe they'll have a little bit fresher legs going into the playoffs because, you know, the schedule isn't so tough uh, over the last couple of months. We'll see. You know, uh, time will tell. I do think, like – you know, any of these teams have the ability to be that second team in the Western Conference Finals. You know, it could be Denver. It could be Oklahoma City. It could be Portland. It could be Houston. It, it could be, could be Utah. Yeah. You know, any of those five yeah. teams, really, it wouldn't surprise me all that much to see see any of those five teams in the Conference Finals.
1: Yeah. I do like the way Portland's playing. Houston is certainly playing well. I don't know what to make of the Clippers' Hey, they got they got. The Spurs got, with it. I mean, I, got a
2: huge win over Sacramento on Friday, obviously. Right. With, given the the playoff positioning, the Spurs, you know, it's. Uh, I wrote this in power rankings you know Earl Weaver used to say uh momentum is the next day's starting pitcher or something like that in baseball I think the Spurs you know momentum is the next game's location you know if they're on the road yeah. they've been awful they had an awful rodeo trip but then they came home and and their defense was much better getting Derek White back has has helped them so they look okay as far as uh keeping that playoff streak alive but there's still you know plenty of games to play and you know they're gonna have to hit the road again too. Yeah.
1: The entry in the East shoot is not not quite as dramatic, um, in terms of those last spots. You know, you got Detroit at five hundred now, finally um uh, playing better. Uh we're getting some quality wins. A nice nice win for Dwayne Casey. I would imagine anytime he can beat the Raptors. <laughs> in the coming years will be sweet for him. That was
2: fun. The Raptors got a great look at the end of regulation on that sort of cross-court inbounds play for yes. uh, Marcus' Gasol corner three. He just missed it. That would have been uh, a really cool sort of uh, play to, to win that game. But then, you know, give the Pistons credit. I've talked plenty about their sort of big three playing much better, but then Luke Kennard has been really good since the since the break. And so just getting, you know, more guys playing well, especially offensively because their defense has been pretty good all season. Um, has made a huge difference they they're on a nine and two uh strain right now. It's interesting
1: too they sometimes trades even when they're not colossal but they're just subtle things it it seems like the moves they made did them well even though it seemed, you know it appear that they lost some talented guys something about changing your locker room chemistry sometimes helps the team and you look at their record since the trade deadline give them credit for recognizing the need for some tweaks and what they've done. The team to watch this week is the Boston Celtics. We are not going to talk about the Celtics any more than it takes to mention our most recent Hangtime podcast. If you want to hear Celtics talk, go back and listen. It's with Vince Goodwill. We talked way more Celtics than necessary. And and they had another tough loss Sunday. They got a four-game road trip coming up that, that's going to be very interesting. Uh, that's their basically their California trip. And they don't survive that shoot. We may have to revisit our Celtics talk at some point, but this this season is obviously, in, in as you mentioned, in with Grasbeck talking about, they could go one of two ways, you know, all the way or you know, out of the way quickly. And uh, and and like I said, we we talked about that extensively on the most recent Hang Time podcast. Check it out on wherever you get your your podcast. Not every team shoe is is playoff bound at this stage of the season. We know that. But there's some interesting squads that, for whatever reason, this time of year start going crazy and playing well. Like I, I watched Atlanta and Chicago t- twice over the weekend. And you talk about entertaining, high-scoring, crazy ball. I mean, they, they had it locked on both games, really. There are spoilers out there down the stretch run of an NBA season. And I know you've been thinking about this. So fill me in on John Schumann's. Top five spoiler
2: teams for the stretch run of this NBA season. All right, so we're stealing a bit from the starters. You know, I don't. We don't have the music, but here are my top sure. five uh, spoiler teams going forward. Number five right. is the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, still have some sort of competent vets on that roster. Guys who can who know how to play. Let's just say they play slow and they play good defense. So that can you know make for close games down the stretch they uh they beat the lakers last monday so that was a spoiler win mm-hmm. And they had the thunder on the ropes uh, on Sunday, and then they just and then the Grizzlies missed 13 straight shots down the stretch, <laughs> and that's what the Grizzlies do, I guess. You know, ugly offense, ugly defense, and 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 play slow. So they they they. But you know, with their vets and and with the defense, they have an opportunity to uh, win some games down the stretch. And they play this week. They play Portland, Utah, and Orlando. So at home, so three sort of spoiler opportunities for them. Uh, Number four is the Cleveland Cavaliers who have won five of the last six games that they've played with Kevin Love, who's playing pretty well, actually. Um, And they beat Orlando at home on Sunday. Uh, Number three is the New Orleans Pelicans just because they still have some talent. They still have Anthony Davis for 20 minutes a game every other game or so. And they've actually won the last three games they played without him. Drew Holiday is obviously playing fantastic. Chike Diallo is giving them some pretty good minutes off the bench, coming sort of – he's shot really well and and played really – rebounded pretty well. That's Mm -hmm. the all-star break. They beat the – they won in Denver on Saturday, a huge uh, sort of spoiler win. Uh, Number two is the Chicago Bulls, number two spoiler team, who have the fourth most efficient offense since February 1st. They actually climbed mm. out of the basement this last week in offensive efficiency, replaced by the Grizzlies, who now rank 30th offensively. Um, and the Bulls have won their last five games that they've played with Otto Porter, and came out of the break beating Orlando uh, and Boston Had that obviously uh, thrilling uh, four overtime game against the Hawks, who are spoiler team number one, the Atlanta Hawks. Really? Yeah, I mean they uh. they don't have a uh, they don't have a uh, a real spoiler win since the all-star break, unless you want to count their OT uh, win over the wolves on Wednesday, I guess the wolves were still sort of thinking that they could make the playoffs. Um, I'm ready to count them out, even though they might be getting uh Robert Covington back this week. Um, they mm-hmm. just, they just lost three straight games to Eastern conference teams, basically to to sort of bury themselves deep enough where we can start to count them out. But, I think the Hawks just, you know, they are hot and cold. And when their offense is good, they look like, you know, the next best thing. Trey Young has been fantastic. uh, Ranks, I think, fifth in the league in scoring since the All-Star break, third in assists since the All-Star break. You know, some of those numbers are aided by playing five overtimes last week between the (laughs) game against the Minnesota and uh, the four-over team against Chicago. But, you you know, you'd also – Probably be averaging more if he didn't get ejected in the early in the third quarter on Sunday. So, which was foolishness, by yeah, the way. I, yeah, I'm, I didn't really get it.
1: You get ejected for standing a guy when he's walking the other direction. He's not even looking yeah, at you. It was
2: silly. So I think you know they 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 run hot and cold. But when they run hot, they're they're a really fun team to watch, and they can put some points on the board. Their defense has not been as good as it was earlier in the season. But you know, the Hawks have potential to uh, to beat anybody. Well, nearly anybody uh, on any given night. Yeah, it was, it was calm down. So we got the Grizzlies, the Cavs, the Pelicans, the Bulls, and the Hawks as my top five uh, spoiler teams going forward.
1: Interesting. Very interesting. I think, you know, shout out to Lang Whitaker, obviously, um, a former colleague and good friend who's got connections to at least two of those teams. Um, <laughs> you know, and I was watching some of these games, you know, watching some of those teams, and, and we were having a good conversation about it. Who has the young – stars or young players that give you the most hope right now between Atlanta, Chicago. We're talking about teams that aren't pegged for, you know, in terms of what happens if they get the number one pick and what, you know, we're talking about just who they have on their roster right now between Atlanta, Chicago, Phoenix. I don't count Memphis. They only have Jaron Jackson Jr. In terms of a player that you look at and say, he's a, he's a part of the future. I mean, no offense to, DeLon Wright and some of those guys, but I don't know that they're all long for, for the Grizzlies, obviously. But who of that group, including some of your spoilers, whose young guys give you the most hope for promise? I said that Larry Markkinen and Zach Levine, to me, and if you add Wendell Carter Jr., who's injured, they would be my group that I look at and say they've got the chance for the quickest turnaround based on the talent already on the roster. even Even ahead of John Collins... Trey Young uh, and whatever Kevin Herter, whatever third player you'd want to put with Atlanta, Red Velvet. Who, <laughs> Red Velvet? Who of the group to you, shoe looks like they have the right kind of talent in place to make that transition as quickly as anybody?
2: That's a good question. I I kind of dismissed Phoenix because I've soured a little bit on Devin Booker. I just feel like what I know he's your guy, but I don't know. I just feel like he's not. He's he looks more like a good stats on a bad team type of guy than a, a somebody who's going to lead that team out of the abyss. But, you know, I'm willing to keep an open mind. Um, I do like Chicago. I don't, I'm not a huge Levine fan. Uh, although I, I think he's ridiculously talented offensively, mm-hmm. but I, I do like Mark and I, I like Carter and I like Porter, Otto Porter just as a slightly older guy that can, yes. then that can help them win games. Like I said, they've won the last five games he's played and that's not, I don't think that's coincidental. I think he's a competent player on both ends of the floor at a very important position, and that is key for them. Just sort of to you know, because I I, I, with these, I just want to see you know signs of winning, and I see that in Chicago. I also see it in Atlanta. You know, like just with the with the young Collins combination, especially on offense. That's good. That's a good question between Chicago and Atlanta. I I don't know who. I mean, it's a different. It's two different, very very different sort of pairings when you go. Young Collins versus uh, Markinen and uh, Carter. I'm my favorite
1: Atlanta. I think mm-hmm. you man Greg Anthony was contending, and we were uh, with Chris Miles on Game Time Sunday night. He was he was making the argument that uh, he he felt like Trey Young, and I thought this was a little. I told him I thought he was being a little going a little far with it. He felt like Trey Young was the most promising individual player of the entire group of guys we were discussing i told him i felt like larry marketing might just his size with his skill set i thought it's hard for me to put one of those other guys over marketing in terms of what kind of player he could become
2: yeah i mean there is a ceiling with young just given you know like size is important and young is small you know so is stephen curry but stephen curry is just on another planet in regard to playmaking shot making um so that's a good question. I mean, we didn't mention Dallas with Doncic and Porzingis, although you know, I had
1: not seen Por- it's It's been so long since I've seen
2: Porzingis. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of reluctant to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a, you could take a wait and see approach on that one. We can yeah. revisit <laughs> revisit uh, next time this this point next year. I don't know if any of these teams right. will be in the playoff spot in, in the playoff picture next year. That'll be sort of interesting. Yeah, I, it's interesting to see which group you you think. You'd like to have going forward, and maybe which group is best prepared to compete next season? Yeah. Uh that's another yeah. question too. And and maybe that yeah. maybe that's Dallas, and maybe that's uh, Chicago. Like, given the addition of Porter, like I said. Yeah. Before we finish up talking about the spoilers and
1: everybody else, you um very interesting development today on on the NBA radar. This is one that I I didn't see coming until I saw the news break over the weekend. Andrew Bogut is apparently ticketed for a return to the Bay Area. According to Yahoo's uh, Chris Haynes, Bogut is, intends to sign with the Warriors for the remainder of this season. Uh, after He's got to get clearance, obviously, from his uh, NBL team in Australia to do so. He's the MVP and defensive player of the year this season back in his native country. Does that say anything to you about how the Warriors feel about Demarcus Cousins, or do you think it's just a question of depth?
2: Maybe a, a little bit. They haven't been that great with Cousins uh, on the floor, mm-hmm. and you know, mobility is an issue. Now, how much more mobile is Bogut than Cousins? That'll be an interesting to see. You know, we haven't seen you know Bogut. Yeah, so that'll be an interesting question. I do think in a playoff game that's tight down the stretch of the fourth quarter, the Warriors are going to have. Curry, Thompson, Iguodala, Durant, and Draymond Green on the floor. But there may be matchups where they favor uh, Bogut over Cousins in the first three quarters. I don't know. We'll, see. we'll have to see where Bogut's at. And like I said, if he's more, mm-hmm. more mobile than Cousins is at this point, Cousins obviously offers them more offense. But when you have Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, and Kevin Durant on the floor, you don't necessarily need a lot of offense from your center. Um, And obviously we saw them be very successful with Bogut um, acting just as a sort of a a passing fulcrum in their offense four or five years ago. So,
1: Yeah, it was interesting the way he left. You know, I I remember him being a little salty about being a casualty of their progress when they had to make some moves to get KD. But apparently, you know, that relationship was still good enough that he's going to rejoin them for the remainder of this season. I don't think that the Warriors are nervous at all, but it is interesting watching them work through the concerns of yet another season of trying to do this. Um,
2: they, they haven't been great. Yeah. I mean, they have now, let me say this again, they've now trailed 11 of their last 13 games by double digits. Right. That's not good. You know, like, I mean, they're pretty good at coming back from deficits, but they're still only 13 and 17 overall this season when trailing by double digits. So trailing by double digits in 11 of their last 13 games is not good. It's not the way to go. You know, you know what's weird about it, Tushu,
1: is they've done this a lot when you think about it. Not necessarily double digits, but during their run, we've watched them struggle at times. And you, and you scratch your head like, why are they struggling like this? Like, why would a team this talented, this good, find themselves on the wrong side of, of that score so often early in games? I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's lack of focus, you know, taking the other team's best shot. I, I have no idea. I couldn't explain
2: it. I think the last two seasons in particular, the uh, the regular season has been um, – their defense has not just been sharp in the regular season, basically.
1: From start to finish in the season shoot, people think, oh, you know, you win 60-some games when you're really talented, and it just happens anyway. It's like, no, man, you got to be – you got to be locked in and, and loaded at all times from training camp to the final, you know, day of the season to win – Sixty plus games and a championship. It's got to be, you know, it's got to be a special rhythm that you find to to do what the Celtics did that year when they had KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen in that group, and you know, and you could see it from, you know, the start of training camp. Even when they had, you know, adversity in the first round of the playoffs or wherever, they had been on that course from start to finish, basically.
2: Yeah, I think I think when a, when a team's in its first year. Like that, um, the habits you build yeah. over the regular season are critical, you know. Um, but when a team like the Warriors, um, like sort of the Lakers during their 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 first mm-hmm. three yeah, uh especially their threepeat, especially when they've been there and they know they can flip the switch in the playoffs, you see the the sort of the habits not there as much yeah. in the in the regular season. So, like if you look at the teams that have won championships or got to the finals after lower than 10th or 11th or, you know, not ranking in the top 10 Mm -hmm. defensively over the regular season and, and still made it to the finals or won a championship. It's teams that were there the year before, right? It's like, it's, so for some teams that regular season and building those habits and, 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 and competing uh, every, every night or almost every night is critical for a team like the Warriors. um, (laughs) Let's just get to, you know, May and June healthy, right?
1: Yeah, it's like that reservoir of championship, you know, residue you still have or elite elite team DNA kind of, rear, you know, rears its head when you need it.
2: Yeah, and, like, even with the Cousins thing, like, yeah, it hasn't worked out so great. He hasn't been great. You know, they haven't been so great with him on the floor, but come down to it, they don't necessarily need him, right? Yeah. They have, They have other guys they can play. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I mean, and now they got another one, and Andrew Boken.
1: Um, should be interesting. Uh, be sure to read the full NBA.com Power Rankings at NBA.com/slash/power-rankings Dash every Monday. John schumann's hard work on full display for you. Should be an interesting week, Shu. I'm I'm looking forward to it. We are slowly counting down until the NBA postseason. We don't know what the matchups are going to be yet, which is fun to see how this thing's going to play out on both sides. I'm looking forward to it though. I'm 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 getting juiced up for the playoffs a little bit early here. I, I normally like to wait until we get to the very end last week. Last year we had Minnesota and Denver play a game, you know, basically on the last night of the season to see who got in, you know? So we, I don't know if we're going to have that kind of late season drum. I'm hoping we do, but I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the post season. I want to see what these matchups end up being. And then we'll see if the, if somebody is going to be a legitimate challenger to the Warriors this season, the way the Rockets were last year in that Vane, we appreciate you joining us here on the Hangtime Podcast. Shoot, I, I know you got uh, a hot lunch day with the snow day up there with the kids, so you go ahead and get out, do your thing, be careful. Don't let that weather uh, bog you guys down. We have no snow here. It's cold in Atlanta, but we absolutely have no snow right now, which is a good
2: thing. Still a little bit of a show, a snow left if you want to come help.
0: No,
1: nah, we're good. I'm, I'm good. I've I retired from shoveling. I don't, we don't even own shovels, not even garden shovels at this house. Anyway, be sure to subscribe to Hangtime on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts for new episodes all season long. Don't forget to leave a review. For my main man, John Schumann in New Jersey, for John Hart's behind the glass, Seku Smith here, and we will see you next time on the Hang Time Podcast.
0: An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge, Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it.